this week on episode number 300 of the podcast, we got some goodies for you to celebrate. We also going to talk about sports ball. The Patriots dynasty is over. The Ravens will play the Titans and we'll talk a lot about the other NFL playoff matchups. And for your consideration, quick little Golden Globes recap from Corey and Corey alone because he's the only one who watched the thing. And in general news, Weinstein charged with two more counts of 2013 assaults, Bolton to testify to Congress if needed. Uh, the Hornberger method is in effect for generals in Trump's army. And just a whole lot more that we got to get to here. All that and more coming up right now on the O the Anthem podcast. I've only been waiting 300 episodes for that to happen. This is Corinne. This is the Only Anthem Podcast. I'm so Rob glad is, you're alone. Rob, what the hell, Rob man? Rob is nowhere to be found. What the hell? <laughs> what is going on here? The important part is people can still hear you. Yes, that's good. <laughs> that is the important <laughs> they don't part. Need to, they don't need to see what's going on here. <sighs> Literally was working <laughs> just two seconds ago. And I'm not even on my own screen. Uh, I'll work on that. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode 300 <laughs> of the Earth the Anthem podcast. Where everything works flawlessly all the time. Jesus Christ on a cross. Anyway, so um, reboot that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 300 <laughs> of the Earth the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to do it, again, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. You want to listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, you can go there. You want to listen on Google, you want to listen anywhere. It's all right there, easy enough for you to get. Uh, And yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't if you're trying to figure out where to listen to our podcast on. I figured out the problem. Uh, So the problem is that the camera's deactivated while we were running the intro video and... It's not starting back up. So I'll fix that in a second. But uh, just remember, Maybe. you can. <laughs> Have you tried plugging it in and plugging? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as a reminder, you can find everything. Uh, uh, you can find Oh, the Anthem at Oh, the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Oh, the Anthem. You all check out all the videos at YouTube.com forward slash Oh, the Anthem and everything Oh, the Anthem related at Oh, the Anthem.com. Yes, indeed. So, uh, do you want me to just pontificate? Yeah, yeah, just go for a bit. I'll chime in. I'm the ghost sitting on the right-hand side. Uh, So, this is episode number 300 for us. That's 300 consecutive weeks with episodes. A small round of applause, I think, is deserved for this moment. Thank you. Um, We have decided to celebrate with some new things. Uh, First of all, we will have a brand new website, hopefully up tomorrow, uh, assuming that... Everyone plays nice and allows this <laughs> transfer to happen quickly. Assuming that we don't uh, have the same problems with the website that we're having with, you know, the podcast. Yeah, the actual show that we produce on oh, Weekly Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> have you tried unplugging it? No, so it's it's starting up. 
Oh, is it? Just it? Takes, mine takes forever to start up. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> just to magically rubble up here. Um, in addition, uh, there is... Are you trying to come up with something? Wait, wait, no. I was going to the... <laughs> it's a new website sound effect. <laughs> uh, in addition, uh, we have a new t-shirt to celebrate uh, all this time that we spent in Los Angeles, which is now, believe it or not, longer than we spent in the... Crazy. Uh, the studio deep below the earth in Parkville, Maryland. But uh, so, as we saw in the uh, the old episodes there at the wait screen, I don't know how Corey feels about not being at Parkville because, uh, you know, long lasting memories of smoking. <laughs> smoking doing the the show, yeah. But to be fair, if we were going, you know, two, two and a half hours like we did sometimes, maybe. Uh, well, we had to do the Patreon things before, too. Oh, that's right. So it was like yeah. an extra half hour beforehand where we were doing like the pre-show. I'm going to add it back in. I'm just adding it back just in. creating it Just again. ignore me. Yeah, we're doing it. We got this. Um, so a brand new t-shirt honoring downtown LA is going to be available. It's a really snazzy little thing. I'm uh, getting, listing, one. I'm getting one, by the way. Listing all the, all the streets here in downtown LA, uh, much like in the style of the, uh, uh, John, Paul, Ringo and, uh, George shirts you used to see and stuff like that. Only uh, more streets than, uh, Beatles. Yeah. Way more streets than Beatles. <laughs> um, but I, I, I like it a lot. I think it's cool. Uh, we also realized that uh, Spreadshirt decided to uh, open up their platform a lot more. So there are going to be options for every single one of our designs and a whole bunch of new different uh, apparel. Ooh, there's a little bit of Rob. Hey! <laughs> Taking up my space. Sorry, let's... Uh... <laughs> Ignore the man <laughs> behind the screen. All right. So nice of you to join us finally. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, let me get. Uh, I think the size problem, but it w- this will work for now. We're in. <laughs> It'll be okay. Mm. Um. So, uh, the Baltimore corner shirt. The <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's my little child. <laughs> what if I was this tall? <laughs> hey, Dad. Are we doing the podcast? I now? shall. I shall call him Mini Me. <laughs> oh, Vern Troyer. Pour one out for Vern, Vern Troyer. Um, no, uh, so uh, all the all the T-shirt designs and stuff like that that we had before, which we we always wanted to make as open as possible, just didn't want to like. It was a lot of work to like go through and individually add items. And I mean, you know, used like, to make every single item yourself. Yeah, I basically. used to have to go through single handedly and create all the items. Now it's a lot easier to like sort of batch it across an entire. Uh, line and uh that's what we're gonna do so if you want a baltimore corner sweatshirt go check it out uh, on the new oh the anthem website with the new oh the anthem store yeah uh we and, and of I course have to update the oh the anthem store because i was originally doing it with all the t-shirts we designed and then i'm like what's all this <laughs> yay spread shirt thank you uh <laughs> but uh, a little heads up would have been nice on yeah. that actually so they probably did send me an email and they just like <laughs> They just put it as like something like you're gonna want to check this out as like subject line. I'm just like delete. They don't need that. <laughs> Definitely would not something that? I'm gonna want to check out. Why would I? <laughs> why would I ever want to check out anything? Oh wait, let's check out the most important screen that we have. Nope, <laughs> not even close to working. <laughs> what are we gonna do? All right, we'll stick with this. This is fine. Oh, so you guys didn't even see that on the program. I'm yeah. just checking it out in studio mode here. <laughs> let's get out of that. Um, but not to overstate that it's not just the spreadsheet store, although there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. And now that you can kind of do it yourself, I think that people will be able to find like, you know what? I don't like black. I don't like white. What else you guys got? Well, check out this design on a pink t-shirt. That's the other thing. We, it it opens up colors as well. So, uh, I'm going to, 
as part of my process of getting the website up over the next 24 hours, I'm going to be going through and selecting which ones make sense for different design. Because we, we designed, you know, certain shirts for black and certain shirts for white. Uh, <laughs> shirts that have white type do not look good on shirts that are like, you know, light gray. Yeah. So yeah, you got to yeah, like weird. delete those. But I mean, like Rob also made the point if they want to buy, <laughs> they want to buy white on a white shirt. If Who you am guys, I to stop them? if you want some kind of terrible design, maybe it'll uh, be some sort of supreme thing where like they sell out all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I do think that we should do uh, just a logo by itself. You yeah, get a nice polo with the logo on it. That That'll that's definitely going up soon. Yeah. Uh, that goes on top of. We, uh, did we ever talk about the the t shirts for your books and stuff like that too? When I mean, it, when I we think did it. It was it, you know talked about when we talked about the books, and it's been so long since I released a book. Uh, <laughs> wait, I had it right here because uh, we had to pull up a link. June, yeah, 2019. It's like six months ago. Yeah, um, but I, I'm just used to December. Usually, I release books yeah. in December. But I think I had two last year. I want to say, I think I released two last year. We're going on a bo- uh, book of uh, poetry now, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Branching out, so nice. Look at you, Sylvia Plath. I, hopefully, I don't end up with my <laughs> head in the oven. Uh, but yeah. Oh, the point I wanted to make though is. That not just the Spreadshirt store has re- been revamped. We're also working on the whole website. Corey has redone the entire website. Yeah. So if you're thinking like, oh, well, the store, you know, that who cares about that? No, no. Everything is available all in one place. Yeah. Episode, uh, what is the first one? 200? 100. Is it 100? Or one. It does it go all the way back to one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, the so archives? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. All the way back to one. While other podcasts make you purchase their back catalog, <laughs> ours is available from one to 300. Well, to, when you're listening to this, one to yeah. 300 will be available all on the website. Uh, episodes one through 200... You negotiate that at your own at your own. Well, leisure. you know, I, it, it's funny. I, I was listening to uh, uh, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio on the WTF podcast earlier today. Uh, another fine podcast you should check out. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of it. <laughs> Little struggling artist. Um, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they were talking, and it's just so fun to listen to people who are like made in their careers, yeah. like. Uh, you know, the, Leo and Brad can just sort of shoot the shit and have fun. They don't have to worry about like the over politicization of like everything they say Somebody's in the same way. Something. Yeah. I mean, like if, if you're young and up and coming, you sort of have to worry about like what box you're going to end up in. Yeah. At this point, people know who Leo and Brad Pitt are and like they've already decided whether or not they're like on him or not. So like uh, but it's it's just sort of interesting to hear people talk. And I think that. uh if anything, the 300 episodes that we've released is like an interesting idea into that sort of spectrum. Yeah. So like go from the beginning and see how much things have improved and how things have been different. And like even, you know, I was watching the just uh, in the intro when we were showing like the old episodes where we had the, the video up top and the sidebar and the side and everything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, I thought that was a really cool design for when we when we had the availability of uh Skipping ahead on on YouTube videos, the yes. annotations and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool, and we would still probably have something like that if it wasn't for them getting rid of it. I was it. gonna say the things that we've actually survived on YouTube, yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, we used to do this whole thing. Nope, now we they're not gonna do that anymore. So, uh, but all of that and just and in the last like year of the live streaming and yeah, in the last couple of weeks of having it up on multiple platforms at the same time, like all of this is. It, I, I'm excited to see where we are 300 episodes from now because yes. I imagine we're going to say like, oh, God, those guys. But I will say uh, that 
both the quality and the opinions have changed greatly in 300 <laughs> episodes. So if you go digging around early on, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to find. Exactly. Uh, we're not going to make any promises. Here. <laughs> quality as a video has definitely improved. I mean, and it's so weird. I still you... I still wait for the day where I'm famous and like I'm on the Mark Barron podcast. And he's like, I'd like to talk to you about something you said in your in episode 188 of your podcast. And I'm just Ooh. like, oh, God, what? <laughs> <laughs> what could this possibly be? That's not going to be good. No matter what it is, it's not going to be good. All right, Mark, let's get real. All right. I know you're holding. Hit me with it. Hit go me. ahead. Let's go. You're going to bury me? Bury me. <laughs> but I, it's uh, the other thing I think. So I last year sometime. <laughs> Wouldn't I, it be funny if I just made somebody's life easier and 188 was the episode where I just <laughs> said something really They're like, just like, what? What do you think just it, 188 is? Click, 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 click. Like, you know, this Trump guy's got some pretty good ideas. P.S. I, <laughs> I went through all of 2016 saying, like, no, nah, forget it. Let's just vote for Trump. Let's just shake it up a little bit. That was a bad call. I hope nobody listened to me. And it, listen, if you're coming here for your voting advice, uh, you're one of those people that I talked about in, like, episode nine when I said uh, some people shouldn't vote. Um, my vote should count for 30 and you should get none. That's how that works. But uh, that being said, we love our audience and please don't go anywhere. <laughs> We're not sponsored yet. Is there, you think there's a reason? Uh, no sponsor want to jump on board? Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> hey, um, idiots, buy this. <laughs> All right. If you're the real dumb listener, boy, do we have a deal for you. Um, 23 and me is got an exciting... <laughs> oh, that's the other problem too. It's like, what are we gonna get? Like stamps.com. I, I mean, I guess I use that. I can, yeah. I can use that. Twenty three and me. No, I'm gonna wrap up your ad by me saying like, don't do it, because <laughs> the one company just sold their entire data catalog. Yeah. to a uh, crime scene investigation company. Well, I I like, I had that thing with the with Pod Save America where I was like, they, they were advertising twenty three and me or something like that, and it's just like. You guys are spending all show going like, you know, all these horrible social issues that we need to solve. And you're not like completely ignoring the one that's giving you money. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like if you took a break where you're just like, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk more to the Department of Justice lawyer in, in charge of uh, nicotine related trials in just a second. But first, Marlboro. <laughs> Ooh, that smooth, smooth. taste. <laughs> now, that all that being said. <laughs> I can be purchased. I can absolutely <laughs> be bought. I will. I will shelve any product that uh, anybody has. Just let me know. Uh, rat poison, not just for rats anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just you smiling next to. <laughs> well, just at that moment, you take a drink, and I'm just like rat poison. Yeah. Do you have a, yeah. you have a problem, child? Rat poison. <laughs> Um, but no, the other thing I was going to say is that I think, uh, it's interesting again, 300 consecutive weeks yeah. of new content. It is a new episode every single week and maybe only on four or five occasions. Did we record ahead even one week? Yeah. I mean, usually it was like Christmas was coming up yep. or there was going to be some sort of vacation. Uh, never really was it. I think once we did it. We did two in a week because like Jim was available and we were mm. going to do one of the, the podcasts right. with him. And we, we said like, oh, let's just double batch it tonight. And then we don't even need to worry about showing up next week. Speaking of which, Oscars are coming up. Let's, yeah. uh, we should see if uh, Jim would be uh, available when it come on. Yeah. I don't know. Come, come do a show. Yeah. Let's also, talk about it. Forget about the Oscars. I think one of our most beloved episodes was the uh, 
us doing commentary over a movie. Yeah. Like, we need to do another movie commentary episode. That yeah. that needs to happen. I you know, I've been watching or listening to the rewatchables. This podcast has now just become me talking about other podcasts that I've listened <laughs> I was to. Gonna say, this is the third one that you've mentioned <laughs> thus far. But uh, things you should be listening to no, no, on your podcast of choice. I was just like, I, I was listening to it. and I'm just like, yeah, we kind of had this idea with the with the watching the episodes, but it's mm-hmm. still different and new. And I feel like uh, there, there's more avenues for this. I, I think it would be fun. Uh, the problem is getting rights. It's uh, always the problem with these sort of things. And I still and, like maintain- I don't like the idea of like telling people like. You know, it's like the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon. You got to start at the exact moment we do. Uh, so, you know, like I think that's fine though. It's uh, just like it works. Get I, ready and press play. It's the best now. version of that solution. I yes. think the I think the the way I would like to in the future is just you're watching fucking Major League and you could just change the commentary track to us. You know. <sighs> that's gonna that's, fucking happen. No, I think it's actually possible. Like, cause you can download. Uh, on digital ones, you can download new like uh, new tracks. tracks. Yeah, and it would just how do and we I make mean it like available? a lot of people do it for subtitles. So like Roberto, if he's watching some movie and he wants to watch it in Spanish, he puts the Spanish subtitles on a movie that doesn't necessarily have them. Oh, I think we should look into that. I think that there is an entire because I really market uh, the, for that. the other thing I I think hmm. is the next big thing is is uh, being able to pick your sports announcers. Oh yeah, because yeah. like I, I've talked about this for a while because like I think that there's just going to be interesting combinations of people who you listen to on like a podcast and you like their opinions on sports and then you're going to be able to live stream and watch an episode with them and they'll do commentary sort of like in the vein of whoever is doing the game. Well, but like uh, they're basically that's what listening to Orioles baseball on anything except for the official stations is where like <laughs> they're having their show and then it'll just be like, <laughs> yeah, update uh, bottom of the third, two strikes, uh, two men on. Well, yeah, I mean, here like, we go. Oh, that was re- a strikeout. Yeah, I remember. I remember on the fan during Ravens games, they would have like a live like because they didn't have the rights to the Ravens right. game <laughs> and they can't do direct play by play. But what you would get is sort of just like, so do you think Joe Flacco is done with this team? We should move on to Lamar Jackson. That's a third and 17 completion by Joe Flacco. (laughs) Right, yeah. And honestly, sometimes better Rather than than doing the like, you know, like Joe Flacco lines up behind center and the pass is caught by Willie Sneed, third and 17, or 18-yard reception on third and 17. The, the... I, it's honestly sometimes better because then you're like not caught up in all the details. You yeah. get like the color, but it's real color. It's not just filler in between plays. Yeah. It's like we're having a conversation. Stop. And it's and always just funny when happened. something really amazing happens and you just hear some guy oh! going, whoa. So there was just an incredible catch you missed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so my original point, which is 300 episodes is over five years of content coming mm. up on six. Good God. Coming yeah. Up on six years. Uh, and the important thing is, uh, it's a it's also a chronology of the last six years of life. Yeah. And I'm not one to talk about my personal life so much on the podcast. Uh, but I think that it, at least what we have done and the things we're working on, when I listened through to get sound bites because I was going to build a soundboard uh, of mm. some of Corey's more, you know, inappropriate things. Uh, <laughs> so I could just make drops whenever yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So many moments of uh, hashtag socially acceptable racism. <laughs> <laughs> Me just being like racist. <laughs> um, but no, uh, it's it's so weird because like just those two things right there. As soon as I went to think of something, I flash back. That racist was at least two years ago, like a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And socially acceptable racism was Parkville. Yeah. So that's at least in the fourth year of four, four yeah. years ago. So. 
We got like uh, an entire our entire lives are been put down on tape. Well, not the entire thing. Uh, the, there was some time where we weren't live streaming everything we were doing. Wait, the the olden days. I was gonna say, do you remember when you <laughs> back used to before say, broadband internet existed? We used to say, "I'm gonna go log on to Facebook." Now we don't log on. We just we're always here. We live here now. <laughs> um, but no, it's. I think it's good that uh, we have that kind of chronology. Could come up to bite you. Just us walk in up in your living room and go call Wob. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment he figures out that there's a mute button on there and mom has muted that thing because uh it's just always listening uh then he'll be fine but instead you just go and look directly at the portal and scream call <laughs> all right we feel like we should call you because he was just screaming at the portal uh and then literally all he says is like hi and he goes off in place by the way First day of school today. I know. Look at him. Man. Look at that little man. Two years old, folks. Two years old. Uh, and it's not school school. Uh, he. <laughs> it's advanced crayons. and He, like me, uh, basically placed into a, a, a program that is much like school. It's not daycare. It's not go sit and then watch mm-hmm. TV and stuff. It's like structured program for. Is uh, he being daycare. watched by Professor Xavier or something like that? or Well, listen, I don't want to say that uh, his intelligence isn't of the mutant variety. Uh, we do share genes after all. But uh, no, I don't think it's... Profe- but it is like um, they have a uh, dedicated child care provider, but they mm-hmm. also have teachers, and they have like the nurse on staff and like the whole nine yards. So yeah. um, Max, and when you listen to this years from now, because God knows I'm not going to let you listen to the, any episodes of the podcast until you're like... <laughs> 13 um until i'm dead <laughs> probably so uh but uh yeah so this was your first day of school and uh i wish i could have been there i'm super proud of you um and i am looking forward to all of those educational advances and it's like it's weird because like i saw everybody's very supportive online but i can see that like people aren't chiming in who sometimes comment on our pictures and i'm like if it was like his first football practice i know people would be like hey yeah great um but school's important. Yeah. Always remember that. School's important. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of his first football practice, uh, I feel like it's time to take a little trip down the sports hall. Where you get the, the straight storms. I found it and then <laughs> hit it before I was ready to do my oh, proper that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, shit. Uh, sports hall. Uh, anyway. Luckily, not a lot uh, this week in particular. Well, we had the week off, so we were able to enjoy ourselves. Um, last time that happened was never. <laughs> Either we're done. I've never had an enjoyable wild card weekend <laughs> up until this one. Uh, is there? No, because in 2000, they went in. They, they didn't have wild card weekend. It was just, did they? Yeah. But we yeah, played. Yeah. We played yeah. whatever it was. We always played. We always played. We always played. So is either well, we're out or we're playing. Because so. part of the thing is that uh, for for most of the years that we've been watching football, the New England Patriots have been a dynasty at the same exact time. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, well, they're on the way to a dynasty again. I mean, <clears throat> they made the playoffs this year. Oh, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> they uh, They left early. Uh, something they... By the way, you know what the last time they had a, wa- a loss in the wild card round of the playoffs? 98. No, it was Ray Rice when they did the Hey Diddle Diddle ah, play up the middle. Yes. Yeah. Or no, the 80-yard run, like for second play of the game or something like that. Ray Rice broke it out for like 80 yards, and that was it. It was over after that point. Ravens-Patriots on wildcard weekend? Yeah. 
who was the one and two that year? I don't remember, I mean, but God. that would have been the Steelers, probably. Probably like the Steelers and uh, maybe the Colts or something like that. Man, what that is my mind blown. Yeah, that, like wait, they played Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, good lord. Well, that was I think the last time they played in Wild Card Weekend too. Yeah, yeah. So not good at the Wild Card. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But, but the we, Patriots have been eliminated. Yes. Uh, By the way, go find the video of that last pass in the fourth quarter set to Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On yeah. from Titanic. Yeah. It's magic. <laughs> just magic. And that song makes me cry so often. I think uh, put it to everything and I just start like tearing up like a little baby. Um, um, it apparently makes Tom Brady tear up too. So the Patriots dynasty may be over. Yeah. This might be the end of it. Uh, Tom Brady is a free agent. Uh, there's some talk that he is interested in seeing if he can do it without Belichick and maybe mm-hmm. add to his legacy by doing it like on his own. Belichick, uh, Belichick probably. probably doing the same thing. Yep. There's some conversation that he might be back to. Like this isn't over, but it's kind of interesting where this might go because for the first time, Tom Brady might actually test the market. You got, you got. I have like a feeling that something in Bill Belichick says. I can grab Nick Foles off the market. I can grab Fitzgerald, the journeyman quarterback. Yeah, right, and right. I can build a Super Bowl team or a playoff team at least around him and show once and for all, Tom Brady was a gear in the machine that I built. Right. Not. And I, I'm sure Tom Brady has a bit of him where he's just like, I go to a team that's close and I take them to the Super Bowl and people are like, Tom Brady did this. You well, know? I was going like, to say one thing you mentioned in the pre-show meeting. He comes to L.A. and goes to the Chargers and makes them competitive yeah. from where they were this year. And it's like, oh, wow. So Tom Brady really is super talented. Well, and I mean, like specifically for a team like the Chargers, they need to sell tickets like immediately, wow, like true. yesterday. Um, Got to so, fill stuff up center, man. Uh, or no, <laughs> next, year the, next year is the, ra- the SoFi Stadium. So you're going to have to find 65,000 rabid Charger fans <laughs> to fill your seats. No, 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 no. <laughs> Because we know 40,000, 45,000 of those are going to be purchased by whatever Northeastern team has fans <laughs> that wants to get out of the weather. So yeah. really, you only need 25,000 people from Chargers. Still, that's, that's about 24,500 more than they currently have <laughs> <laughs> planning to show up on any given weekend. So It's going to uh, be super funny when the Oakland Raiders... It might do the Chargers well to uh, bring in somebody who might sell some seats. When the you get this Tom Brady Antonio Brown thing going for once, yeah, man. I mean, it's not maybe. it's not out of the realm of possibility. I just I think it's gonna be super funny that the the Oakland uh, for or was it C Oakland now Las Vegas Raiders yeah. are gonna be like selling out game after game after game after game, and the Los Angeles Chargers playing in a brand. I mean, I guess because there they, are more there are more season ticket. Har- I'm I'm gonna blow your mind here with this one yeah there yeah. are more season ticket holders from southern california who have raiders season tickets in las vegas than there are people who have Chargers season tickets in los angeles believe it 100 <laughs> percent. believe it 100 percent. uh i think there are more uh season ticket holders for the ravens in southern california than there are chargers season ticket holders at this point That one seems like a bit of a stretch, well, but the you math have, adds up. You have season tickets. Not anymore. I mean, so your family has season tickets. Well, I mean, if it, at any point you were allowed to have season tickets, you count for this list? or? Well, no. I mean, uh, you have access to season tickets. Not that anymore. Makes, your dad doesn't have season tickets? Mm. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. No. Oh, wow. The dynasty is ending for so many families. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, well, no, I was just going to say that makes well, one. Well, you know, Kaepernick much. took a knee and then everyone had to sell their tickets and no. Is that what happened? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to see if I could get your like steam to come out of your ears and like would not put it, <laughs> would not put it past your dad to be like, I'm done with the NFL. Nope, giving him my tickets. Nope. I was telling Rachel it would have been a great investment strategy to take everyone's tickets when they sold. Yeah, because now Lamar Jackson and everyone wants to get back in the stadium. Look who comes crawling back for their tickets. And we do the uh, it's not uh, what is it called? Because uh, you don't just buy the ticket; you have to buy the right. Yeah, to the buy PSL. The, yeah, yeah, you have to buy the PSL and then buy the tickets on top. By the way, Chargers fans, that is how you show you're a rabid fan base when you can't even provide enough rights to buy tickets to everyone who wants them. There's a list for PSLs. <laughs> And then there's also a list for people who have PSLs and can't get tickets. Yeah. It used to be that the the Redskins had like a 20-year wait on season tickets. Yeah, they're only team, so. Yeah, at one point. Yep. yep. So, not anymore. Um anyway. Anywho, yes. Uh the Titans beat the the Patriots. The Patriots are done maybe forever. There was much rejoicing. Yes. Uh but now the Titans come to the bank and take on the Ravens on Saturday night. Uh, and they're going to find Lamar is no Tom Brady. Well, I, you know, I, I like the the attitude of this team where it's whoever we, we face mm-hmm. is the most important person on our schedule. And I think that the Ravens are excited to face a team like the Titans because while they're not as wily as the Patriots can yeah. be, I, I feel like it's it's a team that the Ravens should be able to handle all right. And I think that if we... Uh, if we play our game the way that we want to, then it should work out. Uh, but I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm not. Also, I've seen no evidence that this is true, but I'm going to to put this to you. If this was a Flacco team, Flacco would go into uh, maybe Monday, probably Tuesday, and start watching game footage of the Titans. I have a feeling that uh, Lamar was standing outside the video room watching on his phone, and he's like, "All right." Okay, pull up the Titans stuff, and he's like in the room on Sunday or Saturday. Like, yeah, I'm getting prepped now. Tell me who I'm. Show me who I'm gonna play. All right, good. Pull up the Titans video. Let's go. And not that it's more professional or less. It's a guy who I think has a chip, not a chip on the shoulder, but he wants to prove that he is the guy. Yeah. Versus Joe, who kind of came in and was just always just like, "I'm the guy. I sell you bank information." Yeah, who I mean, like first Mariner. First Mariner Bank, the greatest bank in Baltimore. <laughs> First Mariner Bank, the uh, <laughs> commercials ever. The uh, I, I I don't think that's entirely fair. I think I think that Joe, uh, when he was at the point in his career that Lamar is now, was very hungry and very you know like wanted to prove himself all the time. Of course he was. Hungry. I just He's feel a like white guy from Delaware. I don't. I just feel like uh, uh, Lamar. Lamar's got a great mindset for being a quarterback in the nfl at this exact moment that he is like i can't tell you what lamar is going to be like in 10 years if he continues to have success like this like maybe it'll go to his head over time Uh, i find it hard to believe that it wouldn't at some point yeah but right now he still seems very like guarded and very like humble and uh i like that about him i i i feel like it, it it brings up the spirits of everyone around him and why why he's such an important leader to this team. And much like the dynasty of the Patriots is likely done, uh another playoff team uh playoff game you're going to be able to see this weekend, Chiefs versus Texans. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say these are two teams you're likely to see in the playoffs regularly for the next 10 years. Chiefs, Ravens, 
Um, and I couldn't figure out something older than this, so I'll concede and say mm-hmm. Manning Brady is what we're looking at now, where it's like I would, I would hope. Be. I mean, I think Mahomes and, and Lamar would be worth the price of admission every time. Yeah. Like, I can't see a version of the game being like, oh, this is a real ugly match. Like, And much like that rivalry, it's almost frustrating that they can't meet in the Super Bowl. They're meeting at best in yeah. the AFC Championship game. Um even though apparently the Patriots met the Ravens in the wild card round, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> but uh, I just feel like it's going to be a lot of one-two um, from here on out, where we'll get the buys, and then eventually it'll be the AFC Championship game. So, well, I mean, like right now, do you, do you have a do you have a favorite in Chiefs Texans? Well, so here's the problem. I, I mean, like the, I, I just don't trust Bill O'Brien at all. The, I think, the and Chiefs, I don't trust Andy Reid in the playoffs. But like, it's I, I really don't trust Bill O'Brien. I think the Chiefs are the better team. But Andy Reid finds a way to rucks in himself no matter how <laughs> he gets to the playoffs. And he's like, you know what? We never put Mahomes out on the wing and let one of those guys throw the it's ball. Like a, I, was watching, I was watching the Bills game, and I'm just like, did, did you see the like fake or the the lateral that yeah yeah no we <laughs> were tried to do at one point uh, we were at Chili's or Applebee's <laughs> or something like that in the suburbs and I'm like watching the game kind of out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, what is going on in this game? <laughs> He's like he's like trying to save Bill O'Brien. He's just like, I heard your job's on the line. <laughs> <laughs> just I, I don't I don't understand the coaches who like because Andy Reid's a great coach. History has shown he's a great coach. Yeah. But then even 20 years, what, 30 years in now, he gets in the playoffs and you see him just like over on the sideline, like, all right. They're never going to see this coming. It's like, <laughs> you have Patrick Mahomes. Stop calling plays. Let him go out there and call the plays. Don't double, let him do the do the do Double the reverse. Time. Quarterback sneak. We don't need to. Statue of Liberty play <laughs> with a reverse. Like, we don't need any of that. Just go. <laughs> let him go run the team out there. If I see him press his Andy hand. Andy Reid with a piece of paper and pencil. He's like, all right, we've never done this before, but let's give it a whirl. <laughs> so wait, you want me to throw it to the other teams? <laughs> defensive back throw it at his knees it'll bounce up and into the arms of priest holmes priest holmes doesn't play on the team anymore just do it <laughs> he's in the stands all right i got a plan here here we go um yeah so he's just gonna come and wear damian williams jersey it'll be fine nobody will know anything <laughs> okay i do i i think the the problem though is that both of those are good teams isn't priest holmes 50 years old shut up <laughs> both of those teams are good it's I think one of the coaches is going to make a bigger mistake than the other coach. And that's going to be what I, the game is about. The, the whole Bills Texans game was yeah. just like coaches making awful decisions, like one after the other. And I just couldn't even they. So at one point the Texans were up by three and they had it on like their 20, the, the uh, Bills 20 yard mm-hmm. line. And it was fourth and one. And I was like, okay, so they'll kick it and this will be over. Because they'd have to score a touchdown to be able to like get over top of it. Yeah. But yeah. they're just like, no, we're just going to try and put him out right now and do a quarterback sneak for the f- one yard. But then like people forget like they march down the field for the field goal and they get the ty- game tying field goal. So it's like, well, they would have kicked the field goal before. They This wouldn't be on the uh, – this wouldn't be an option. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand why you want to take the points and like just all kinds of dumb like yeah. stupid mistakes and like – you know, like taking the, the Sean Payton with the timeout left with like 240 to go and letting the clock run out to the two minute warning and then never using the timeout. Like it, all of it doesn't make sense to me. My advice to coaches uh, this week is take the points and don't show up for the game. That That's really my because I don't feel like there's a lot of coaches making good decisions. Um, but uh, I mean, not to stick to the AFC Seahawks Packers in the yeah. NFC. 
49ers Vikings. Uh, 49ers Vikings is the interesting one because uh, I am just inter- interested to see how Jimmy G does leading a team into the playoffs and then getting to the playoffs. Yeah. And it's going to decide whether or not that I is going to be I think a they're Super a really Bowl good team. team, but I just I there's something about the pressure cooker that is the yeah. playoffs that just like shows you different angles of people that you didn't know were there before. And 49ers had the bye, right? They yeah. were the number 1 seed mm-hmm. going in. And I feel like that is almost a disadvantage for Jimmy G. It would have been better to not have to sit and watch football for a week. It almost would have been better to be like, "Nope, just another week 18. Let's go in. We're going to yeah. go play." Week 19, let's go. We're going to go play. That buy well, kind of lets you sit and think. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, also the number of teams that make it to the Super Bowl who are one of the top two seeds. Huh? I mean, like, obviously they're the best teams, so they're more likely to make the Super Bowl all the time, but, like, those buys do seem to help. So, oh, yeah, you get the guy who's just eight, 17 weeks in of injury and just, like, give him a week, uh, well, two weeks really, to recover yeah. before the next game. I mean, I can, it's an advantage. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's a more interesting game. I, the, what is it? The, uh, Seahawks Packers I I don't know I don't know who to even cheer for in that game so I mean I I guess I would root for the Packers but I mean like I think the Packers will win but I just uh, Russell Wilson is the type of guy I'd never want to bet against yeah like, I don't ever want to like have money riding on a game and then I'm looking at him just like oh fucking it's three minutes left and Russell's got the ball yeah He's the he's the anti Jameis, where it's just like he makes a game exciting, (laughs) but almost always for a good reason. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, how do he do that? (laughs) But it's like uh, then sometimes he blows games. When he does it, he blows it in like the first quarter, and it's just not going to be a good game after that. Um, Throws three interceptions in his first three passes, and then we move on with the rest of the exciting Seahawks. Jameis (laughs) is the guy who throws two interceptions in a row, and then comes back and throws a seventy yard in the air bomb downfield which somehow evades two two defenders and just drops into yeah. the basket. And you're like, <laughs> you threw it into the chest of a defender on the last one. What are you doing? There was like, nobody else there. <laughs> he just threw it to the defender. Like, oh, I forgot. Our, 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 oh, wait. hey, it's my buddy CJ Mosley. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're wearing white today. We're wearing white. Uh, somebody should have told me. Damn. Uh, okay. All right. Well, but you know, I, it, it's, I don't know. I, I agree with you, though, that Russell Wilson is dynamic and he could make a difference in a game but willie i don't know well i guess we'll have to see um moving on yeah uh, uh, wait let me play that uh the big drop that we have for the oh, new yes, segment sorry. so uh, oh wait i don't see oh, uh, yeah. a well you know half of our half of our production team absconded to mexico so oh true true <laughs> with some of our equipment and yeah. by our i mean his equipment <laughs> <laughs> what's yours is ours and ours is not yours uh <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, Come quick, back soon, Roberto. <laughs> quick Golden Globes recap, uh, because R- Rob didn't uh, bother to watch. <laughs> we should have opened with this, because then it wouldn't matter that I wasn't on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there you go. Should have yeah. skipped ahead. Um, that's not going to lose you, though, right? No, 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 because I put us, I put the background. Oh, that's eh, right. Eh, sneaky, eh, sneaky. Yeah. Um, for those who didn't watch the Golden Globes, uh, you didn't miss much. Uh, most of the people you imagined would win did win. Um, here are some surprises. 1917, uh, won best picture for drama, uh, and, uh, director, uh, director as well for Sam Mendes and, uh, Bong Joo-ho's Parasite won best foreign language, which Ooh. is helpful for it in the Oscar race. Like it, it further cements it as like the, the runaway winner, if you will, uh, and a very good field of foreign language films, we'll say like even, Parasite has gotten the most, uh, 
uh, acclaim, but I, I think that it's a really good year for foreign films just in general. Um, I will say that uh, Ricky Gervais, uh, who hosted uh, for his last time, uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying he, he he kept talking about how it was his last time hosting. Yeah, well, that's and because they're gonna let him do it anymore. Everything he said before the show and then during. Yeah, I mean he he uh, he definitely riled some some people up. Here, here's the thing that I don't uh, I don't understand about where he was coming from with his act, and it's not that any of it wasn't funny or anything. It's fine. It, all of it is playing to a certain audience, which shared it like crazy on on Facebook today. Yeah, so that part worked. Um, but I would say that hi, Rachel's mom. <laughs> part of the reason, <laughs> part of the reason why uh, uh, it doesn't work in a grand scheme type of thing is that what makes these awards valuable is the idea that it's important to win it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like, part of the reason why even when the Orioles are terrible, they have people who are saying only great things about them, like Jim Hunter. The reason why Jim Hunter survives every single Orioles season is because they know they can put him in front of a microphone when it's time for the season to start again. And he could just be like, you know, I think this Al- this Alberto guy might have a real future in this league. And, you're just like, and sorry to jump in here, but uh, that is that is the reason why uh, you actually it was pre podcast. By the way, we went into some years being like, you know what? We could still do well this year because yeah. we got sold a bill of goods by the announcers. Who the like, only people we were listening to was Jim Hunter. And he's just like, you know what? If things go right for this Jeff Fiorentino guy, I could see him winning an MVP. Yeah. And I'd just be like, well, I guess he's good. <laughs> we have an MVP candidate? Maybe we'll do better than we think. Nope. 60 wins. That's how it works. Screech, you deceived me. <laughs> Uh, no, it, you know, it, it's fine. You can, you can make fun of Hollywood and you can make fun of like the, the liberal assumptions of the people in Hollywood. Uh, I don't know if the day that most of the, the said liberals were going to be talking about the fire in Australia is like the best day to like have in your opening, like, you know, like don't listen to any of the political things that they're saying. Like, it's all bullshit. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, I feel like the best hosts of these awards are the ones who make it feel like you're at some amazing event that is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And Where like, everyone's yeah. not half in the bag. Right, exactly. <laughs> Even though everyone is, because it's the Golden Globes and you can drink. Um, I do want to say one thing, though, also about 1917. <laughs> uh, Brenda Roberto, who, of course, we missed and come back soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, like I don't know, a third of my office who has knows nothing about movies and should really watch my reviews more. Um, to to say things like I can't believe 1917 beat Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, you haven't seen 1917. Like, how can you even hold that position? Like, again, when I saw that they won, I was like, oh, I'm excited for 1917. Yeah, I've been meaning to see this. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's good. And it's like, oh. I hear Roger Deakins. I'm I'm already digging that. I'm liking mm-hmm. I'm liking Sam Mendes. Oh, I'm down for that. Okay, but you know I did see Tarantino's like swan song earlier this year. So bar's pretty high. Boom, beats that. And it doesn't really mean anything, I guess. But still, like, I mean, it's the Golden Globe, so it like it, it's one of those things. Like it means everything and it means nothing at the yeah. same exact time. If you're if you're uh, if you're Sam Mendes right now, your agent is walking up to you, going like, "I'm feeling really good about mm-hmm. the Oscars." 
And it could mean absolutely nothing to yep. 1917's Oscars chance. Also, I think that it's it's benefit. You know, it helps that it wins, but it doesn't mean anything. You know, if you're Sam Mendes's agent, you're also like, hey, let me talk to you about the three picture deal that this got us. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. Like that's the thing; it matters, but it doesn't matter. In even if you won the Oscar or not, now that it's going to be more in the talk. Now, by the that way, just helps. Like, it's apparently if you're just th- more more in the conversation. That's really almost half the battle. It's only in like three theaters nationwide, or no, it's in five theaters nationwide. Three of which are in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's to like, make sure that it qualifies for the Academy Awards. Yeah. That's that's why. And we could go see it. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, we could. But I think the only one even close to us is out on the west side. It's like deep in the valley on the west side I, in San how do you, Gabriel. How do you do this to us? I'm like, nothing really, like no arc light, but uh, it's debuting in like two weeks. So either way, we'll be able to go. It'll probably also step up this weekend. I'm betting we'll f- be able to see it at arc light or at Alamo or something this weekend. But yeah. Um, but I, again, I see that and I get super excited for it. I don't understand the people who get upset and are just like, oh, it shouldn't have beaten. Qu-. You haven't seen the movie yet. Like, don't don't prejudge that. Yeah. And maybe a detriment to 1917. I'm going into it now with real high expectations. Yeah, I already had pretty high expectations with just knowing who's in it and and who did it. Now I'm like, oh wow, okay, so let's see something. Let's yeah. see something. It it that can that can go one of two ways. Either you see it and you're not as impressed, and you're yeah. just like, or it's like a perfectly fine movie, but it's not like you know, like uh, I I felt a a lot when uh when Rami Malek won for uh. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people said to me, like, "Oh, I didn't see it. Is it a good movie?" I'm just like, I mean, it's a perfectly fine movie. Yep. It's not amazing. It's not like historically ba- accurate. <laughs> it's not AFI top 100 of all time yeah. or anything like that. But it's it's a fine movie, and Rami Malek's really good at it. And you get to sing uh, Queen songs. Yeah, almost like, all the way through it. Just <laughs> like singing in your seat, not with Corey because he yeah, really gets. Yeah, I will beat you if you talk. Beat you with a hose. <laughs> But I mean, if you go see it without Corey, uh, <laughs> you can enjoy the music, if nothing else. And he did a great performance, but yeah. that was kind of a stacked... Uh, uh, I mean, it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It, it wasn't going to win, but like it was like one of those, like it's in the running, so yeah. it's in, in the conversation. Uh, it was a good enough movie to be nominated, so I guess there's that at the very least. And uh, and good for Rami Malek for getting out there and going to parties, because <laughs> I will not do that. Uh, <laughs> Part of my deal is going to be like, kept, listen, we get nominated. I'm not doing shit for I you. I kept telling uh, part, part, uh, the fun award show, <laughs> award season game that I was playing last night with Rachel was, uh, uh, oh, this guy won because he was campaigning real hard for it. Mm. Uh, fuck. Uh, Taron Edgerton. Yes. With Rocket yeah, yeah. Man. He's been literally fucking anywhere. Anywhere that anywhere in Los Angeles where a person might possibly not know about Rocket Man, there's Taron Edgerton ready to pop out and be like, you want to meet Elton John? And He's like hanging out at Erewhon in Santa Monica, just like, <laughs> just like in costume. Literally everywhere, just like, <laughs> go see Rocket Man. Go see Rocket yeah. Man. And it's worked out because he won a Golden Globe for his performance. Uh, I won't does, do that. Does an Oscar follow because he's been playing the game? Uh, we're, we'll find out. But. And another thing people don't realize is that uh, Golden Globes is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And the Oscars is the uh, Academy, Academy of Motion, Motion Pictures, Pictures Arts and Sciences. Arts and Sciences. Uh, which are two very different groups. <laughs> um, and Sam Mendes is likely to win something from the Directors Guild strongly. He is a director's director. There, There's a... Uh, <laughs> it's sort of funny. Like I, I, I remember somebody made a comparison of like uh, the, or the Academy of Motion Pictures is like everyone who's ever been on SNL. Yeah. Is like a member of that group. 
and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is just that one sketch sprockets. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's sort of how it works. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, it, that's why it may not mean anything because also a lot of those guys may have said like, oh well, it, this Tarantino thing is derivative, or maybe they didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. But they get, by the way, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and it's a movie about World War One in the trenches of Europe. Not that yeah. that means anything, but maybe it did mean something. Who yeah. knows? You know who who's to say? So. Anyway, uh, yeah. so uh, don't worry about... Oh, by the way, I, w- I forgot that the Golden Globes were on, and then I got a tweet, and I was like, oh, Golden Globes, and I checked the tweet, and I saw it was like uh, a little like... Uh, a recap? A recap of uh, the opening for Gervais, and I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> uh, I got some you to watch. I'm going to keep watching you. <laughs> uh, I'm almost done. Highly recommend. Uh, I say let's skip uh, the Hogan stuff yeah, until yeah. I have a chance to read on it a yep. bit. Um, and let's just work our way through the news here in a quick and orderly manner yep. so i mean uh our first point really uh not a lot of news out on it just more like hey it happened today uh harvey weinstein charged with two in two cases in california multiple counts on two cases oh was it multiple counts on two cases yeah i do i do believe it was two victims and then the, it was the same counts like uh oh, okay it was like rape and then sexual assault and and different stages of that for okay uh, for two victims might be incorrect. Again, it was hard to find the story after it appeared, which makes me think that maybe the LA Times had an error in their story and pulled the story. Mm. And then I had the day from hell. So uh, <laughs> it was hard to, to follow up on that. But the important thing is uh, Harvey Weinstein charged in LA, which is somewhat meaningless because he is most certainly going to face charges in New York. Um, the process of that is about to work its way out. But uh, we were discussing why people may not understand that in the pre-show meeting. And basically what it comes down to is, uh, I'll put it in Corey terms. When you got somebody who needs to get got, you got to do what you do to get them got. Uh, and this is L.A.'s way of saying, all right, listen, even if he's found innocent or not guilty in New York, we are immediately going to arrest him and bring him here and make him face charges here. So in a way, yeah. it's like two, two women, worry. four counts, rape and sexual battery in each. Look at that. Look mm-hmm. at steel trap up here. That's right, Max. And just remember, there was a <laughs> this day. is where you got it from. This is where you got it from. These <laughs> jeans. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, so it's news, but it's not really news because it's like, oh, this is happening. But in the end, if he's found guilty in New York, the likelihood he ever comes to trial in L.A. probably zero. Yeah, it's more of the guarantee of like, if New York doesn't do the right thing, we'll bring him out here and we know what to do with him. Um, well, also so. there's like a feeling of. You know, and it it sounds weird when you're talking about it with like Weinstein because it's it, like they seem to have reserved it for the people who truly deserve it the most. Mm-hmm. But there has been more, more and more in recent years of piling conviction or piling indictments in different states to try and really get somebody. And it's going to be funny when it's not somebody like Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I would like, argue too. Gets though, traveled all across the country to. It seems like it's more recent only because we are entering the phase of like. Oh yeah, these powerful people just kind of travel from state to state and do whatever they want wherever. Yeah, they want, and I so. mean, like, also there's a there's a degree of like you know even in the 80s, like you couldn't really keep tabs on people as well as you can nowadays. So, yeah. uh, if there was some sort of talk about you know a a indictment in New York, it wouldn't necessarily make its way to California right away. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean it's so way. <laughs> it's so weird because my dad my dad was born in 1937, and when he was 17. A uh, a B twenty four bomber landed 
an emergency landing at the airfield in a small town in Missouri where he was from. And like the entire county came out and just yeah. stared at it. Like, how can something that big actually fly? And yeah. that's that he didn't have indoor plumbing in his home growing up. And yeah. now he is looking at like, oh yeah, no. Uh, so I just turn on my TV and <laughs> Al Jazeera is broadcasting live from Baghdad. Yeah. I, I get video call Rob right now. No, the, okay. So, yeah. and he also loves his portal because he, he's, <laughs> he's like, I don't have to worry. He only, he carries a flip phone. It's a very dumb phone. And he's like, uh, he always feels like he's missing out. Cause he sees that Sarah and I will, uh, video chat and it's super easy. Un- hit the unmute button, the only button on top, and just say "call Rob," and it calls me, and we do a little video call. So it's great. Um, but can you imagine, like, being born in a world where flight was a mystery, mm-hmm. and then your grandson will speak to a magic box, which then calls your son three thousand miles away, and they look at each other and chat as yeah. if they're in the same room. Like, I, it, it amazes me to think about the things he has like been through as oh yeah um but uh that's not as important <laughs> as i want to skip down to the next thing not the next very next thing but the thing after that yeah because i love that uh cory cory and i send tweets to each other during <laughs> the week where it's just like hey we should talk about this and and we try to whittle it down from roughly 400 every week down <laughs> to a few topics but uh you Sometimes can- we get really impassioned about something that's definitely not going to make it on the show. And yeah, we're just like, yeah. did you hear about what's happening with peanuts in Peru? And it's just like, nobody cares. It's just like, yeah, but I want to argue about it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, when you caption something, the Hornberger method of blank, <laughs> I'm in. And I don't know even what it is. I don't even have to read the story I'm in. Uh, but can you just take a moment for those who may not have watched 30 Rock to explain what the Hornberger <laughs> method is before we jump into this? So uh, Pete Hornberger was a producer on TGS, which was the fictional show that uh, 30 Rock was based off of. It's like a fake SNL type show. The girly show. The girly show. And the, but then it became TGS with Tracy, Tracy Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> uh, because the girls didn't matter. and It was all about Tracy. Um, and somewhere season three, four or something like that, uh, they're going to introduce a new cast member onto the show. And there's a lot of debate of like, who can they get? who won't anger Tracy and won't anger Jenna <laughs> and that everyone's going to come in with their different ideas. But Pete has a system where he has, he starts off with somebody who's okay, but definitely not good enough. Uh, and then you put the person you really want to get the job in the middle. Cause then you see like the progression from one to the other. And then you put the worst choice at the end so that you go, Oh, it got better at the second one and it got worse. And now I'm going to pick the second person. And that's how you guarantee that Hornberger was going to get the cast member that he wanted. And then all of a sudden, everyone started introducing new people into the auditions. Yeah. And there's like 150 people. And like Hornberger's going like, there's no way to account for this in the method. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so basically he was just, as long as I can control this right. and force you to choose the right option. Yeah. The problem is <laughs> that it's, it's the same logic that you use with like uh, uh, if you were asking your parents to like if you wanted to like go to the New York for the weekend, and you know, yeah, they'd yeah. say no. And so it's like, all right, so I have three options available to me. Either one, I do drugs in the den all weekend. Mm-hmm. Two, I go to New York or three, I go to Paris. And they're just like, wow, I don't want you to do drugs. And no. Paris is way too far. So I guess you're going to New York. Be like, all right, bye. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll have to. And and. The Hornberger method worked because both Tracy and Jenna, character Tracy, not actual Tracy, character Tracy and Jenna were dumb. 
They're really <laughs> dumb. And they could be fooled by that. So it is not a, a surprise that in order to <laughs> In order to try to keep some semblance of uh, sanity in the White House, that the generals and the staff generally have taken to the Hornberger method when it comes to presenting things well, to the president. So there was a story that came out uh, recently where I can't remember who said it, but like basically Trump will not read anything. Like anything longer than a page is just absolutely not getting read. Yeah. And yeah. if it, it doesn't catch him like right away, he'll just put it down and never pick it up again. He which has is the great. codes to our nuclear weapons. <laughs> which is great when he's getting briefings on important international events. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they, a separate story from the Washington Post, I believe New York it was. Times. New, New York, York Times. Times. Yeah. Uh, about how the generals basically came to him with the the news of the or the uh, option of assassinating the number two in Iran, basically the Mike Pence of Iran. And uh, they had basically thrown it in as like the worst option that he wouldn't pick in the Hornberger method. Using of- Corey's previous example, <laughs> it's the do drugs in a den all weekend <laughs> one where you're just like, well, there's no way they're going to let me do that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> they might say yes to Paris, but Paris is too far. That doesn't make sense. So, yeah. yeah. It's like the, de- the drugs in the den, though, is definitely the assassination of the number two in Iran. Or so they and, thought. And uh, Trump picked it. He thought it was a great idea. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just say that nobody nobody thought about what was going to happen after they did it. Yeah. And that's a problem because Iran was developing nuclear weapons, and then they stopped, and then now they're going to start again. Yep. And they're already saying that there's going to be a retribution. And there was already attack in there, Kenya. There's a, they also took on our uh, electrical system or internet somewhere yep. in the grid. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing that bothers me the most is just that in previous years, whether or not I agreed or disagreed with the person in office, I would often come to the same general idea which is i don't know what they're dealing with i don't know have all the information they do they know way better they have way more people around them that know what's going on i have to trust their judgment i don't think this war in iraq is a great idea but Mm. i have to trust george w bush because he's got the best information and then you find out later that you've been horns wait because remember colin powell also came out and said hey and now you're like, whoa, validity. All right, I trust right. that guy. And he's saying that that guy is right. So, okay. Right. And and you, you like, the, it's this thing of trust where, like, you trust the person who's telling you something. Yeah. yeah. But when, when Trump says, hey, I decided to do this, I go, like, I don't trust you to, <laughs> to actually make the right decision. And these guys types of, I don't, I, I don't actually believe that you had the information that I don't have kind of thing. You know, like you, I'll, I'll put it this way. If Trump came out and said, we're erecting a giant guillotine in front of Congress and we're going to start marching everyone out, including myself, I would say something like, this doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't know why, but we yeah. shouldn't do this <laughs> just because Yeah, it reminds me, uh, by the way, Trump, I don't know why I just thought this. Trump reminds me in that way of another very funny black comedian, Martin Lawrence, <laughs> from the 1996 movie Blue Streak, mm-hmm. where uh, he's playing a thief pretending to be a cop. And his boss, who I think is Joey Pants, but that would mean that Joey Pants was his cop boss both in that movie and also in Bad Boys. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, he says to him, do you ever just stop and hear yourself? And he says... <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say until I'm finished saying it. And I feel like that's what Trump is sometimes. Yeah. Like he's just like, uh, 
you know, they offer him the three things and he just jumps out and says, well, let's bomb them. Yeah. Okay. Now moving on. Uh, chicken nuggets for lunch or what's the situation? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a very important decision. We really need to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, number two. Number two. Yeah, so here's the exact quote from the Times. I forgot that you posted it I in I did. Here. I put it in the notes. Uh, officials presented the president with options. The Pentagon tackle, tacked on the choice of targeting Sulasami. I, I can't pronounce that name, so I'm sorry. Suleimani. Suleimani, mainly to make other options seem reasonable. They didn't think he would take it. When Mr. Trump chose the option, military officials flabbergasted were alarmed. So, yes. Oh, I think uh, of, I thought of another great uh, example. Uh, Simpsons, when the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Simpsons universe is president. Yeah. And they say, like, you have five options. And he's like, number, number three. Th- like, not that option. It's not available. <laughs> Somebody should have done that. They're like, here are your three options, Mr. You president. You didn't choose me to read. You chose me, me to lead. lead. That is exactly <laughs> what Trump is. Oh, my God. Simpsons predicted it. Yet again, that we'd have a president who they would just be like, number two. They just picked the wrong pseudo Republican. (laughs) Well, actually, that guy can't be president, theoretically, because, you know, uh, I mean, Ted Cruz also couldn't be president for the same reason. Not important. (laughs) But uh, I just want to say to the generals. I imagine one day if if Arnold really pushed it, he would just like go on to go to Iowa or something like that and just be like, come on. (laughs) You know you want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like uh, the general ever would just be like, ah, do it. It's fine. Arnie, you can be president. The generals and staff should take the tact of the generals from that Simpson episode. We're like, here are five options. And he says, number two. And you're like, okay, not number two. Anything else. Any of these are four that are left. And it's like, uh, number four. Nope. I'm sorry. Not that one. Okay. Any of these three. They that did are that left. in the Simpsons too. They That's did what that. I'm saying. Where they start pulling the, the options until eventually there's one. And it's just like, oh, sounds like a great idea. There you go. That's what we need to do with this guy. Uh, or. I think he's probably got goldfish memory and come back to him later after he's had a couple Diet Cokes and a cheeseburger and then say, here are three options. Because it also could have been that he was hangry. And he's like, no, just come back later him. and just be like, just confirm we were bombing that hospital, right? What? No. What? Who said that? Who said the hospital? Oh, by the way, funniest part of this whole story. Uh, not really funny. Uh, not ha ha funny. No, no. Uh, World War Three is uh, perfectly possible. Iran is a close ally of Russia now. Um, and, uh, this means that we are bombing, not only, ass- well, we're assassinating because by the way, a targeted killing of an official is an yeah. assassination. Right. Uh, we're doing so without congressional approval. Uh, but we're also bombing holy sites because. Yeah. We bomb I, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, again, uh, it, it hurts me to break my natural trusting instincts of, <clears throat> Even if it doesn't sound like a good idea, a government official is giving me this information, so I feel like I have to go with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the idea of bombing holy sites to me was not great because uh, that one hits you differently than if it, it, you know, and let me put it into an American context here. Uh, if all of a sudden the Washington Monument was bombed yeah, or yeah. Uh, 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 Mount Rushmore or something like that, like Mount Rushmore could get bombed, nobody could die, it could just crumble down and people would be fucking pissed. Yeah. They there would be people who've never been there, who don't know anything about it who are going to be immediately wanting to string up whoever did it by their <laughs> Better example. Uh Cathedral at Notre Dame. Yeah. Because it's a religious site but it's also just like an important Parisian thing and yeah. to be frank, we don't have anything in America that the world cares about, but if it was bombed 
Catholics are mad because you bombed this very old cathedral. But just generally speaking, everyone in the Western world is like, the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Now we went from the 100 million Iranians being mad at us to 2.1 billion Muslims being like, and I mean, Sunnis who hate Shia, don't hate them, but they have a lot of problems with Shia, yeah. uh, Muslim, two different sects of, of Islam, are basically like, whoa, 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 not cool, not cool. Uh, yeah, we don't like you now, too. Um, it's just like, if but, you could get, make the wrong decision, if we could play a game called which is the option we shouldn't do, we could also call that game which option is Trump going to take, yeah. because that is how that works. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, speaking on that, I mean, like it, the other part is that immediately after uh, the assassination oh, took place, uh, you know, Pompeo was out on TV and Trump was being quoted on things. And uh, number one, uh, they've made no clear idea of where this is going or an exit strategy to get out of it, oh. uh, which is the number one thing that you're supposed to like, you know, like, Rob, you're about to you're about to uh, be in court, right? You yes, have lawyerly yeah. things to do. I you do. have to. You have to. Uh, uh, there's a cross of a witness, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, do you want to go in there and not know anything about the trial before you go up and talk to the witness, or do you want to know everything about the trial before you? Well, it seems irresponsible for me to go in and start asking questions I don't already know the answer to uh, as a lawyer in I don't know a family law case. So I would assume that that rule applies to anyone who enters a courtroom or you know a government office. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like you shouldn't just assassinate somebody and just be like. Hey, It'll work itself out <laughs> eventually. And again, the Republicans got more trash talked, well, even worse, about them for the you went into Iraq with no plan to get us out of Iraq. And not only do they not have an exit strategy, but a reporter asked him directly, and there was no like half answer of like, well, oh, listen, well we're working it out, or <laughs> it's a complex situation, and there's a lot of factors at play, and depending how those factors work out will depend how we will exit. He just looked at the camera, and the reporter was just like, uh, we don't need no exit strategy. I'm like, so we're occupying Iran now? Good thing our troops are already close, right next door. Well, the number of, uh, uh, again, just put yourself in the position where it's Obama instead of Trump for a second. Oh, right. And imagine for just a minute that uh, Obama or Susan Rice uh, had a statement where it was like, yeah, we did this, and uh, some people are probably going to die, but, you know, shit happens. Which, isn't Which is to say essentially that, the in-a-nutshell version of both what Trump and Pompeo said. And isn't to say that that didn't happen because, yes, Obama bombed brown children all over the world yeah, yeah, with yeah. no real plan of what was going to happen, just using drones to kill them. So, right. But nonetheless, yeah. But, I mean, like, it wasn't a targeted assassination of... It used to be that if you were going to assassinate somebody, you'd have to, like, you know, like, send a single spy to, like, yeah. cut their throat or something like that yeah. like uh I don't, i'm not uh, so much for the drones bombing the <laughs> you know say and i mean there's also a difference between a save like, that for random school children and women walking <laughs> arguably you could say that a a al-qaeda leader in the desert in a compound much different than the second most powerful man in a country we have buried very mixed if relations Mike, with. If Mike Pence was assassinated. That's the oh, one. Yeah. That, that's the one that keeps getting brought up to me. Or like Pompeo, somebody yep. up top that you know about in the U.S. government. They got assassinated by another nation. You don't think this would become an issue? Oh, and boldly like, assassinated by him too. Yeah. Like bomb from a drone that could only be that country. Then they ask, and the guy's like, "Yup, we <laughs> did it." Put a camera on Trump. And he's just like, "Yup, did it again." <laughs> just the brave. <laughs> and here's the thing, I. 
part of me doesn't care because uh, I'm about to be 36. You're about to be 36, which means officially, by the way, welcome to this. Cannot be drafted. Not Ooh. only won't be, but cannot be yeah. absent a, as I've been describing it, a Berlin in 45 situation, which just basically means everyone we're, goes. We're <laughs> surrounded and it's like, hey, three year old, can you hold a gun? All right, sit right here. If you see anyone it's like not Jojo driven. Rabbit all over again. Yeah, basically. But I mean, like, unless we are invaded in so much as every able bodied person goes and is fighting in their own street, not somewhere else, we will never go. Yeah. And that's why all of my. The people who work in my office, all jokey jokey with the <laughs> memes about World War Three, and I was like, "Hey, super healthy twenty-two-year-old guy, maybe not so much with the jokes." Hey, you're twenty-one. Didn't you play college football last year? I feel like your draft is somewhere along an A one A one plus plus A one plus. Meaning, as soon as somebody says the word draft, you just go into a uniform. So maybe hold back with all the jokes. Maybe uh maybe some of these people can uh get a bone spur deferments or something like that. No, oh, wait, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> the only the only good thing that uh most kids today, most millennials today have to look forward to is right now antidepressants are a disqualifier for the US military, <laughs> which means that our available draft went from about 30 million to 3 people. <laughs> also, they don't give you the week off to go to Coachella, so <laughs> I don't know. If here's a question, would you volunteer? Mil- military they- ab- <laughs> military acceptance is way too low. How do we get more young people to join? Try giving them houses and education. How about Coachella tickets? Oh. Yeah, listen. Uh, Coachella weekend one sold out, but guess who's got a bunch of tickets? US Army! <laughs> All we need you to do is sign up for a brief eight-year term, and we'll give you those Coachella tickets. Aye. Don't worry. Beyonce will still be there when you get back. <laughs> Yeah, what they don't tell you is it's Coachella 2031, uh, and your tickets will be there right after your term is done if you survive, you know, the desert warfare. Just so. two people masturbating on some turntables, and you're just like, man, music sucks these days. Wait, I thought that was Coachella already. Is that not what Coachella is? <laughs> I've been misinformed. Sorry. but uh, yeah, I've been so wondering why everyone goes. I will continue to joke about it, because I, oh, I'm basically a U.S. congressman now. It doesn't impact me at all. <laughs> And I'll start caring again in, you know, 14 years or so when uh, Mac is getting towards draft age. Yeah. And I've got to start figuring out how I can pay for that. Shepherding, shepherding him through the <laughs> 18 to 35 year old years. You know, I think uh, I think I'm going to take a year off uh, gap year. No, bro, you are going straight to college. That's the only way we're keeping you out of Iran. Uh, all right. Go, graduate go to school. college in Canada. Yep. College, graduate school, Canada. That's the order of uh, or the God, let's hope by that point. The Independent Republic maybe, of California. Come maybe, and vote. Come maybe here. Maybe he gets the, uh, invited to Oxford or something like that. Oh, uh, no, listen. I'm just I mean, with this early Oxford. preschool and all, I mean, you know, you can't put uh, anything. Rhodes, oh, man. Maybe he would succeed in all the ways that I failed. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to put all of my wishes and hopes and dreams for my life that never came true on a young person who's two years old who, <laughs> you know, uh, I may have an influence to guide. That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, Thanks, it, Mom. <laughs> Finishing up real quick. Yes. All right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Bolton, uh, John Bolton, has said that he will <laughs> he will testify in front of the Senate if uh, mm-hmm. they actually have a Senate trial uh, for the impeachment. I interrupted your point, which was if it was Obama. Yeah. Uh, they would have immediately gone into session. Oh, yeah. For impeachment. Mitch McConnell would have been waiting on the floor of the House. By the end of the day, they would have had that thing through. 
Yep, and Mitch McConnell's like, all right, we're taking this for a vote. Let's go down the hallway. It would have been like Fox News cameras following him, like marching. Well, I guess it Ted Cruz would be building the guillotine outside. Yeah. Ted Cruz! (laughs) By the way, it's time for more cartoon, my cartoon (laughs) president. If this is not a reason to to bring the show back, (laughs) another reason should be I have a Showtime subscription now. So, oh, wait, no, fuck. Stars. Stars. Yeah, the worthless one. Anyway, no, I do want to see Outlander, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Bolton will testify. Bolton will testify. Uh, this would be uh, must-watch TV if it actually happens, but uh, right now McConnell is trying to keep uh, any kind of actual trial from happening, but he's stepping on his own feet and doing so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's see what happens, I guess. Question for uh, Bolton's testimony. Uh, hats not allowed on the floor of Congress. Does he have to remove both his wig and his mustache before coming <laughs> in? <laughs> I think if, if they made people remove their wigs, you know, there would be a lot of people in Congress who were voting. A lot of bald very guys. Very irrational. A lot of bald guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, his his mustache is basically... Uh, <laughs> Just uh, who was the guy who, from Maryland who ran for president? Congressman. God damn it. Uh, not the former mayor. No, 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 no. But um, hmm. this time? Ran for president yeah, this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2016. Steny Hoyer? No. no. Nope, not him. Uh, your guy from the second, right? No. Oh, God, it's good. Anyway, he's bald. And he's like, am I the only one playing by the rules? <laughs> <laughs> I see you over there. I see you in the cloakroom. I know that's fake. <laughs> I see you, Senator Dianne Feinstein. You ain't fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> and now Corey gets uh, hit with a slander <laughs> accusation, and then in courtroom he rips off the wig that she's wearing. <laughs> he's like, not slander. <laughs> Boom! I was right. Thank you. The, the governor would kindly like you to leave California. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, further on. Uh, mm, yes. Trump trails all Democrats. Half of voters favor impeachment. Fox News poll finds. Yeah. And this is not so important because we kind of all knew this, except for Fox News has been really good about skewing, like reporting the part of the poll that makes sense. And this so, gets me to the point where there must not be any good news in the poll. I would like to say uh, that this poll is one that you should not care about at all. Nah. Because uh, I, this happens a lot with Fox News polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes they're interesting if it's like Fox internal reporting. Sure. But 95% of the polls that they release are just created by internet research Uh, and then a lot of times people will say like hey fox news is doing this poll figuring out about impeachment all all you liberal friends should get vote on it and then they like skew the the data that comes in per se yeah um the ones that i would feel more like the 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 signs that you should point to more i think are like uh tucker carlson took real offense to the assassination yeah this past week when you're losing tucker carlson like that's that's when you're starting to get into like a danger zone like, as every once in a while, Geraldo can go off reservation and say, like, I don't I don't trust it. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, crazy Geraldo with your completely independent views and opinions on what's happening in the news. Yeah. But, but Tucker when, Carlson. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. It'd be like Hannity went on sh- on tonight and just like, what's Trump doing? <laughs> no, no, this makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, the only way that that goes to DEFCON 1 is uh, <laughs> Hannity. Fox and Friends and Hannity are both like, all right, listen, we gave him a lot of rope, but it looks like he's trying I'm to starting, hang himself. I'm starting to think he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, my God. If Sean Hannity ever goes on TV and says, I'm starting to think he doesn't know what he's doing. 
I don't know that it will ever get better than that. I mean, that might just be have to be the last bit of television yeah. I ever watch. Just like, nope, I'm good. I'm turning on Fox News tonight. I am done uh, watching TV ever again. Thank you. Uh, and then finally, just bring it along to Hannity all the way. <laughs> Uh, in an interview with the FBI, Paul Manafort said he used Fox News host Sean Hannity as a back channel to President Trump in the period between the FBI raid of his apartment and his indictment months later in October 2017. So basically what was happening was, uh, you remember when uh, uh, Manafort, uh, when they found out that Hannity had a, a, a similar, there was a conflict of interest? Yes, yeah. In, well, wasn't that like six, seven years ago? Yes, but I mean like. No, was, I mean like the, the news report was like six or seven years ago. Oh, about that? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't... Last fall. It was last fall. <laughs> it was Feels last like fall. Six or seven years ago. Feels like it. Yeah. Uh, like it. And this one is October 2017. So yeah. we got that going. Um, I guess that was three years ago. Uh, mm. Basically saying that Manafort was reaching out to Hannity so that Hannity could put things on his television show and reach out to Trump mm-hmm. uh, is really saying something about what's going on right now at Fox News. So by the way, what's the definition of conspiracy? I mean like a, a legal definition yes, of conspiracy? Uh, two or more people attempting to uh or attempting planning or ta- and taking a major step towards uh committing a crime. Yeah, but I think the crime the the crime part would be the problem. Mm. Cuz what w- you know, like there's uh, there's very few crimes where I can be convicted of telling you to do it. Yeah. Unless I'm like directing you to do it. Yeah. Like if I said like, hey, I'm going to give you $100, go burn down that house, then I'm in trouble. Yes. But if I said, hey, you know, what would be a really fun thing to do is burn down that house and you did it and I didn't have anything to do with like, it. I just suggested something. I, I just said it out loud. I thought yeah. it was a joke and Rob took it way too serious. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's sort of, you know. But do we have to consider the source? Because the, the end result of this is... Trump, who again was given three options, one of which was absolutely <laughs> insane, and he said, "Let's do that." So that's why he went to Hannity, so he'd only have the one option <laughs> to choose. <laughs> Hannity says it's got to be true. Yeah, it just—it's like uh, I think one of the bigger deal is that there was something about do not contact the administration, do not contact the president, blah blah blah, and he back channeled away into getting his message to the president through yeah. Hannity. But not like Hannity called the president. Like Hannity went on TV and said things, and we know for sure that the president saw it and was influenced by it because, again, he was given three <laughs> options, and one of them was absolutely insane, and he chose that option. Uh, America, America. <laughs> like my my, <coughs> and here's the thing: like uh, it, it's been brought up, and I think it's like a little too casual. Sometimes presidents will go on a little military campaign right before their uh, reelection because it's one of those things, right? Like it's yeah, it, you can get an easy win. Um, Reagan went into Granada. Was it Granada? Yeah, I in mean, like eighty four. This is this is uh, it's a wag the dog situation. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, the problem though is Reagan went into Grana- Grenada, Granada, whatever it is. Bush went into Panama. Um, Clinton was in the Balkans basically the whole time, but like we pulled out in 95 right before mm-hmm. the reelection. Like we won. Here we go. We're out. Kosovo and yeah, uh, Kosovo, Bosnia, Herzegovina, um, Macedonia and Bush never pulled out of anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> no exit strategy. Uh, Obama. We're just, still in Bush's wars. Yes. Uh, Obama just bombed uh, children in third world countries. But my point is 
before Bush, it was very much low key. Like we're going to go in a place that is not a lot of cleanup and we're just going to make a big scene. We're going to get a clean victory here. Yeah, we're going to win. We don't bomb. We're Ohio State playing Alcorn State early on in the season. Yeah, like, yeah. Just dominate them. Just getting a good little easy win out of the way. Yeah. We don't go to the place where we we're warm, where Obama was warming relations and it looked like things were getting better, but obviously it's still uh, a Muslim country, which means that there's still a lot of stuff left over about Afghanistan and Iraq and mm-hmm. bomb their holy sites and Muslim and bands. most important person. Yeah. We don't do that. Because that is not a re-election campaign. That is, uh, I'm going to get voted out in November, so uh, screw you guys. Good luck with that whole Iran situation. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I think I, I it just dawned on me where this is all leading. Okay. Because the Trump voters have very short memory. They Yes, they do. Very, like goldfish memory. Yep. So maybe where this is going is Trump starts in a war with Iran now. Mm-hmm. And six months from now, they completely forget that Trump started it. Hmm. And then he goes, look at what happened with the failed Iran nuclear deal that Obama negotiated. And then all the people are like, that's right. Obama had something to do with Iran. It's just like, you should blame Obama for all this problem. I don't want to be in the middle of a war right now. I just want to be the peacetime president. But fucking Obama ruined it all. Like this is one. That's one hundred percent where this is going. We're just gonna wait until people forget that Trump had a. He's gonna do ninety-seven thousand other crazy things between now and six months from now. Yeah, and we're gonna forget about this part. If that is his plan, that is someone else's plan because that is way too well thought out and way too planned into the future to ever be a plan of Donald Trump. I don't know. I I, I feel like he just. He's like, we got to get in, involved with Iran somehow, so mm. I can tag Obama with this one. Now, you know, now it does occur to me that although he is generally an idiot, he it does seem to be a criminal savant and just finding <laughs> ways to break the yeah. law and try to get out of it. So well, not only that, he just finds a way to say things that yeah. like get forgotten about. And like there's no like, you know, like it, the problem is that like w- the going home for for Christmas or something like that and talking with relatives about like politics mm, and stuff like that. that. I don't do that. No. Mm. It's just like any conversation where it's just like, well, you know, why is it such a bad or, you know, like, why does Devin Nunes have to re- recuse himself on the impeachment thing? It's just like, oh, my God. All right. So back. how far do we have to go back to explain this whole story to you? <laughs> and then Ronald you're like, Reagan got elected. You're in president. like a 47 point statement of like why, <laughs> why it's all bad. And then you forget like the most important part. And then you call him up like a week later and just like, oh, yeah. And by the way, flew to Ital- Italy to meet with a disgraced prosecutor. Mm. That happened, too. Anywho, uh, you know where you can find, you know where you can find uh, more uh, illuminating political news that won't surely depress you. Where's that? Oh, theanthem.com. Cordo theanthem.com with the anthem of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. The new and improved oh, the anthem.com. There we go. Uh, if you don't, if you go online tomorrow and it's not new and improved, then come back a little bit later and it will be. Uh, but uh, everyone go check out the site because I put a lot of work into it. It would mean something if I had more than like two views. <laughs> Do we have a count? <laughs> we have a counter at the bottom? Like it's 1998? How many views of it? <laughs> 17 unique visitors. Yes. <laughs> I ever wonder if the people at like Tide or whatever are just like looking at that going like, why can't we get our numbers up? <laughs> <laughs> why uh, aren't we Wendy's? Uh, I uh, just did a review for Cats. 
that will be released shortly. Uh, unfortunately, all the time that I was going to spend editing that video went into fixing the website today. So uh, slightly delayed, but uh, a cat's review for you to enjoy. Uh, and then I want to go see 1917 like right away tomorrow. So let's uh, figure that out as well. Yeah, we should go find where it's playing. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can find all of that at Corey Baker Filmmaker dot com correct and uh youtube at legends b5 on twitter instagram snapchat and youtube.com forward slash cory baker film no 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 what happened i never had it oh you know you can get it now oh can i yeah you just have to talk to your representatives at create music network oh well let's let's do this already where we are now a member yeah each of our personal channels and the Anthem channel part of the create music group network Hooray! So, uh, I'll, yeah, just remind me. I'll, I'll okay. have somebody look into that tomorrow. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, hey, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Oh here, give, give me the one shot. <laughs> uh, Robert and Cheek, get this uh, guy out of here. Uh, since I, it wasn't on for the first two minutes of the <laughs> Robert and Cheek on all your social networks, the best two minutes this podcast ever mm-hmm. had. And uh, of course, you can find uh, my reviews at youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Uh, I had a cat's review that went up last Thursday. And it was, you know, more timely. Um, <laughs> it's too bad we uh, we saw that on different days. That uh, yours is so delayed. Well, I also have to make a uh, featurette about the AMC Burbank 16 too, which is something <laughs> you're not doing in your <laughs> no, reviews. So. No, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, Jumanji: The Next Level review also up right now, so get mm-hmm. that checked out. Uh, and uh, new review on Thursday. New reviews, videos coming all the way. Uh, we are working on a bunch of other stuff. We have one month left to shoot uh, a couple pilots <laughs> that we keep saying we're going to shoot. Yeah. So we'll get on that eventually. Uh, but you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek, uh, Robert and Cheek, uh, dot com. Of course, we can find links to uh, political blog and the uh, the books that are available on Amazon. Byron's books. Thank you. And of course, uh, I can't say enough. Uh, now that I'm talking, let me get my attention uh, shot. Yeah, can't say enough. Corey has done so much good work on the uh, the Spreadshirt store. Um, a lot of things you're going to find there are also just T-shirts or coats or hats with uh, the book logos on them. So if you have a book that you particularly liked, you can get that there. Uh, I promise you in 2020, here's a resolution since this is the second show. It makes perfect sense to do it mm-hmm. uh, of the new year that I am going to make sure to have all of the previous books edited, which we now have the rights back to the entire time. We're going to edit all of those uh, and get them back up by the end of the year. And I would like to do an audiobook version of all of those. Although I feel like that's ambitious. I, I say let's try one and see how it works yeah. and then figure out whether or not uh, we are getting ourselves way into deep on something. That- I do feel like I'm about to have a lot more free time. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel like it'll just be, hey, what are you up to? Let's <laughs> go shoot something or let's record five chapters of my 110 chapter book. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming. Um, it is chilly and dead uh, in Los Angeles right now as far as the film and the weather is concerned. But uh, things will be heating up for summer, and I'm hoping that we will get back in the swing of things and get some things shot and out there. I actually have a feature starting next week, so. <laughs> well, there you go. So uh, don't <laughs> look for that four-year consideration drop anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, that'll be up eventually. <laughs> Whenever um, Roberto returns. Yeah. I do. I will say I am going to uh, also revamp my website. We use Muse yeah. for the current website, which apparently is not available anymore. And that means, I think I said this last week, I have to learn Illustrator or something similar to build or a Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver yeah. to build a website. <laughs> so it's like, 
how the website looks now, how it's going to look for a while, <laughs> and then I'll learn the new thing and I'll get a new version up. But Muse was so easy to use. Yeah. Uh, it really sucks to not do it anymore. But anyway. Anywho, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you are listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network for the 300th consecutive time. No, oh, fuck. No, I forgot the outro. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> I wish I knew one other quote from 300. I would throw it out there. Well, what's the one? The, the Does it spot? Oh, that's right. I did yes. that at the beginning. So. Um, come back with your shield or on it. <laughs> there we go. Bye, everybody.